0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 42 called Hope in God. God
1: said in Amos 8 and 11 and 12 that There would be a famine in the land, but not a famine for food, but a famine for the hearing of the word of God. And I I really plead with you, if you're a pastor, get back to the word of God. We don't need gimmicks. We don't need shows. We need God's word. And that is going to really minister to our heart. The psalmist is in a spiritual drought. He feels distant from God. Maybe you have. For God's presence, he longs for intimacy with God. And his thirst cannot be satisfied outside of God. The world's water will never do it. Never. And oftentimes in Israel's history, I think we all know that Israel tried to turn to false idols. In Jeremiah 2, Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. And he said in 11 through 13, has a nation changed gods when they were not gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this, and shudder, be very desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. They can hold no water. Everything that they created is broken. It just leaks It cannot satisfy. That's what Israel did. They went to false gods and they moved away from the God who is the living water. And it was just broken, dead cisterns, dirty water. Not moving fresh water, but broken cisterns that just sprung leaks anyway. Man-made stuff. Remember in John chapter 4 when Jesus uh, had to go through Samaria. I think that's John 4.4. And he had a divine appointment with a woman at a well. And that woman had come to draw water. And you know that she was a broken woman. She was a woman who had tried to go to all the hewn out cisterns. She had been married five times. She was living with a man. And Jesus met her at that well, at Jacob's well. And he said, woman, he he asked her for a drink. And she said, well, what about social distancing? <laughs> That's just a little joke. <laughs> Stay six feet away. But it's kind of a joke, but kind of not, because we, we learned there that Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. And Jews would often not even go through Samaria to return to Israel or to leave Israel. And Jesus offered her living water. You see, she was a broken woman and... Jesus had come to give her living water. Maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe you would say, I don't even know if I'm thirsty for God right now. Then why don't you ask God to make you thirsty? You see, there's so many thirsty souls. And if you remember the story after the woman realized who Jesus was, she went and told other people in Samaria and other people came to the living water. And right now we have a great opportunity, don't we? We have a great opportunity to practice Matthew 5.16, to let his light shine through us to others, to go and give living water to other people, amen? People who are desperate, people who are getting in fights in stores over the last cornmeal or the last toilet paper. Crazy stuff, stuff that maybe you thought, man, I can't even imagine. This, This almost seems like a movie, but it's happening. This is a call to the church. I heard Tony Evans recently say, Pastor Tony Evans, as you wash your hands, and a lot of us are doing a lot more hand washing, go and wash someone else's feet. And I've heard some great stories. I've heard of church members putting prayer tables in their neighborhoods. Church members uh, making sure that people are okay doing well checks. Uh, Church members maybe even thinking about uh, blessing somebody anonymously and helping somebody who's in need we're here for you right now to pray for you. If you're in a situation where you're in need, the the body of Christ wants to be there for you. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Verse two, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? When can I go and meet with God? Now you might be saying, well, what is going on here? Well, the psalmist, if this is David, his deepest thirst is to meet with God He wants to draw close to God. Dead, lifeless idols can provide nothing. They do nothing for us. He wants, look at verse two, the living God. Every other God with a small g is a false God. It just cannot satisfy you. I want to show you an interesting passage. If you hold a place in Psalm 42, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 45. I want to show you a few verses in Isaiah 45 to contemplate about idols and what they... Produce in our life, which is nothing good. So, I'm sorry, Isaiah 45, 6 says, that men may know, 45, 6, from the rising to the setting of the sun, that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. The one forming light, Isaiah 45:7, and creating darkness, causing well-being, notice, and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these. Drip down, O heavens, from above, Let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up salvation and salvation bear fruit and righteousness spring up with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. An earthenware vessel among the vessels of the earth. Will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Or the thing you are making say, he has no hands. In verse eight, I've been kind of reflecting and thinking about the song by Michael W. Smith. I don't think he wrote it, but he sang it famously. Let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Oh, how we need a revival. And we need to come back to the living God. You see, the psalmist says, not any old God will do. Verse 19, same chapter, Isaiah 45. I have not spoken in secret, In some dark land, I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, seek me in a waste place. I, the Lord, speak righteousness, declaring things that are upright. Gather yourselves and come. Draw together, you fugitives of the nations. They have no knowledge who carry about their wooden idol and pray to a God that cannot save. Skip down to verse end of 21. There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and savior. There is none except me. And please listen if you're not a Christian. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Look at verse 24. They will say of me, only in the Lord our righteousness and strength, men will come to him and all who were angry at him will be put to shame. See, the psalmist says, "I, I need the true God, the living God, not dead, lifeless idols. I want to go to God. This is a picture of David, if you turn back to Psalm 42, unable to worship God because he, probably, this is the setting, because he had to flee Jerusalem because of Absalom. And Jesus said when he walked the earth, come to me, all you who are weary and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28, come to the Lord and come to him now. You know, we, uh, we are separated right now. And... Uh, Maybe we took church going for granted, would you say? You know, we come Sunday after Sunday and we think, hey, all things are going to remain the way that they always are, right? We're going to be able to see our church family. We'll hear great worship, great preaching. We'll have hugs. We'll have donuts. We'll have coffee. And then in a matter of weeks, it's gone. David had to move away from Jerusalem and cross the Jordan, kind of in an emergency exit, and He left the ark. He had the ark go back to Jerusalem. He was away from the temple, away from the main place of worship for the people of Israel. The temple meant everything in those days. Now, you and I are the temple, and we can worship anywhere. But let's admit that corporate worship is beautiful, isn't it? It's special. And if you've been taking it for granted, or maybe you've been away from corporate worship for a while, my prayer for you is that when the church doors reopen, you come back. That you're first in line, man, to say, I'm going to worship with the people of God. I'm not going to forsake the assembling because I thought the church would always be here and always be open. And, you know, uh, the book of James is true. We don't know what a day is going to bring. Would to God that we heed the message that's being sent to us. The psalmist says in verse three of Psalm 42, I'll try to move a little faster, but you know, Pastor Michael, right? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long, where is your God? We find out a little bit more about the psyche of the psalmist. He's been crying. In fact, his tears have been his food, notice, day and night. Day and night he's been crying and all day long, almost like his tears have been the bookends for the critics' smears while they say, where is your God? I'm crying And they're mocking all day long. You know, I I think about here the unbelief of our culture. I think about people who mock God on a daily basis. And I think about Galatians 6, 7, which says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And so maybe, you know, as we look at our unbelieving culture, and I'm not saying everybody is an unbeliever, but We all know what's happened. I'm not going to revisit everything that's happened in the country. But I am going to say to you, don't you think that right now, instead of the skeptic saying, where's your God? We would want to come back to God. Now, in a sobering text, and I want to qualify and say to you that this text does not apply directly to our time. But there are some things just to ponder here. This is Jeremiah 9. I'm going to read verse 1 in 18 through 24 and I just want you to hear these words I'm reading from the NIV and here's what it says Jeremiah the weeping prophet when his uh, own nation was judged by God said oh Jeremiah 9 1 that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears
0: you'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment
2: hey I'm Rob Newton the producer of Walk in Truth Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, Back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth.
1: That you're first in line, man, to say, I'm going to worship with the people of God. I'm not going to forsake the assembling because I thought the church would always be here and always be open. And, you know, uh, the book of James is true. We don't know what a day is going to bring. Would to God that we heed the message that's being sent to us. The psalmist says in verse 3 of Psalm 42, I'll try to move a little faster, but you know Pastor Michael, right? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long, where is your God? We find out a little bit more about the psyche of the psalmist. He's been crying. In fact, his tears have been his food, notice, day and night. Day and night he's been crying and all day long, almost like his tears have been the bookends for the critics' smears while they say, where is your God? I'm crying And they're mocking all day long. You know, I I think about here the unbelief of our culture. I think about people who mock God on a daily basis. And I think about Galatians 6, 7, which says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And so maybe, you know, as we look at our unbelieving culture, and I'm not saying everybody is an unbeliever, but We all know what's happened. I'm not going to revisit everything that's happened in the country. But I am going to say to you, don't you think that right now, instead of the skeptic saying, where's your God, we would want to come back to God. Now, in a sobering text, and I want to qualify and say to you that this text does not apply directly to our time, but there are some things just to ponder here. This is Jeremiah 9. I'm going to read verse 1 in 18 through 24. And I just want you to hear these words. I'm reading from the NIV, and here's what it says. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, when his uh, own nation was judged by God, said, oh, Jeremiah 9, 1, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. We know uh, recently we just heard some staggering statistics from Italy about people who have perished. Let them... Come quickly and wail over us, this is verse 18 now, till our eyes overflow with tears and water, streams from our eyelids. The sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How ruined we are, how great is our shame. We must leave our land because our houses are in ruins. This is the captivity now. Now, O women, hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the words of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. Teach one another a lament. Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. It has cut off the children from the streets and the young men from the public squares. Say, this is what the Lord declares, 22, Jeremiah 9. The dead bodies of men will lie like refuse on the open field, like cut grain behind the reaper with no one to gather them. This is what the Lord says. Let not 23, the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Now take a breath. Now, we know as you turn back to Psalm 42 with this virus that not everybody's gonna get it. And from what I hear from the CDC, about 80%, that, 80% of the people that do get it will have mild symptoms. And uh, I heard uh, Pastor Steve Wilburn talking. He was on KKLA and he said, you know, he was reading Second Chronicles 20 about Jehoshaphat and he had three armies coming at him and he began to pray. And the Lord is faithful. Here's my point. We're not living in the time of Jeremiah, but we have had something devastating hit the whole world I think it's really important that we turn back to God. That is my uh, encouragement. That is my prayer. It's on the prayer list that we've handed out to you. These things, 42 4 of Psalm, I, I remember, Psalm 42. And I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go along with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. This is probably when the ark first came into Israel, when David was dancing before the ark in 2 Samuel 6, with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. I used to be with the people of God. I used to be coming at the days of uh, festivals around the uh, temple or the tabernacle, a happier past. There's an application to our churches. The psalmist is sad that he can't worship with God's people at God's temple. And, and we're kind of sad, too. But here's the good news. David would return to the city of David, to Jerusalem. And I'm confident that the Lord is going to heal our land as we cry out to our God, because he is merciful And so the psalmist says in verse five, why are you in despair? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed or in turmoil or disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Hold on, an answer is coming. Why are you in despair? Somebody might say, why not? Look at what's going on. And sometimes what we need to do in times like this is do some healthy self-talk. Maybe call it a pep talk. I heard John Corson say, you know what? You can talk yourself into depression and you can talk yourself out of depression. You see, our self-talk, how we talk to ourselves is really important. And we need to be encouraged that our hope is in God. If you're bummed out right now, if you're depressed, if, if you're, if you're you know, doing a bunch of stinking thinking, talk yourself out of it. And say, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore because I hope in God. What's the worst thing that could happen? I gave you the statistics about the virus and I'm not downplaying it because it is serious. But even if we die, where are we headed? We're going to heaven, man. To be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. So as a believer, we have a peace, his peace that passes understanding my peace I give to you, my Shalom, not as the world gives, I don't know where the world's looking right now maybe to medicine and thank God for our medical people and our doctors and people who work to try to get discoveries and there's some promising things going on with some possible medications for this virus. But ultimately our hope, our peace is in God. See. It's not just for this life. It's also on our death and the life to come. See, as a Christian, I haven't put all my stock in this world. I've put my hope in the living God. And hope is the opposite of turmoil. Hope is the opposite of despair. Amen. Hope is in God. He is the God of hope. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous, young men stumble badly. Yet those who wait or hope in the Lord will gain what? New strength. <laughs> they will mount up with wings like eagles. They'll do the impossible. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. I can do all, see, I would normally wait for you to say it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my hope, the Lord is my strength. Quick fixes will not do. For the long run, what is hope? Hope is biblical assurance, biblical hope. It's firm assurance. It's a firm confidence centered in Jesus Christ. It's just simply hope is faith looking forward. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. all other ground
0: is sinking sand. You've been listening to Hope in God, part two on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 42. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo and the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: We have an opportunity to add a radio station to the reach of Walk in Truth. It's actually up in the San Francisco Bay Area, reaching cities like San Jose, Palo Alto, and Pleasanton. Now, there, we, we have an open door to be on drive time in the afternoons, and it's a really low price, uh, comparatively speaking, of only $300 a month or $3,600 a year. Now, a one-time gift would get us a year of broadcasting on the station at $3,600. We could get 12 people to give $300 one-time gifts or 24 people at $150 or whatever the combination. Hey, if you'd like to help us get on this radio station, the way you can do it is just to simply give to walkintruth.com. And you might make a note that you're giving towards this new opportunity. And if you have any questions about how you can help, Call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, ahead of time, we just want to express our gratitude. Thanks for praying. Thanks for supporting and giving. We love you. We appreciate it. And we look forward to what God is going to do. Hey, I'd like to invite you out to our Wednesday night service. We're actually teaching through the book of Psalms. Medicine for the Soul is the overall title we do this on Wednesday nights. It's an intimate setting here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. We begin at 7 p.m. We have a time of worship and uh, we have some cool fellowship, and we also get into one of the Psalms. And I know you would be blessed if you come on out. Now, you can find out information and driving directions on our website, walkintruth.com, or you can go to the app, download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app. In your app store, look for that red logo with the pillars, download it for free, and you can get information and driving directions and all the extra details. We're located in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Love to have you. Love to meet you. So
0: come on out. And join us tomorrow for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's message in Psalm 42, called Hope in God. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.